This is our third session on Ephesians 1, 15 to 16. I think it's our last session here. We'll move on, although we may circle back in various ways. For this reason, I also, having heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, so faith and love are the two things he's heard of. This is the great summary of what it means to be a Christian. Faith in Jesus and love for Christians and others as well. But here he's focusing on Christians. I do not cease to give thanks for you. And we noticed last time that that thanks is going to God. And the reason he's thanking God and not the Ephesians for their faith and not the Ephesians for their love is that these are gifts and works of God in the hearts of these Ephesian saints. Thanks for you remembering you in my prayer. So, Father, as we focus today on the relationship between faith in Jesus and love for people, not only clarify our minds biblically, but bring these two together in our experience in such a way that our faith is confirmed and our love is authentic as it comes from authentic faith. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's first notice how this pair of faith and love dominates Paul's writings. 1 Thessalonians 3, 6, Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us the good news of your faith and love. 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, but since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love. 2 Thessalonians 1.3 We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. So faith is growing Love is growing. This is the great mark of a healthy Christian in a healthy Christian church. 2 Timothy 1.13 Follow the pattern of the sound words, Timothy, that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. 1 John 3.23 Outside Paul now. That John bear witness to the same thing. This is his command. And notice it's a singular, which is quite remarkable because he's going to mention two. This is his commandment that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and second, that we love one another just as he commanded us to do. So in, in John's mind, these are so bonded, it seems, that he can speak of them as one. And now, circling back to Ephesians chapter 6, which I mentioned at the end of the last session. Peace to you. So this is his final benediction, sending them off. How is he going to send them off? Peace be to the brothers and love with faith. From God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
So the Father and the Lord are conspiring in their work to produce love with faith. They are from God the Father and the Lord Jesus. So he sends them off with love with faith, perhaps meaning you are Christians, you are sealed by faith. I have seen it. And I send you off praying that love will always confirm, validate your faith, that your faith will never become the kind of sterile, habitual, traditional, ceremonial, formal thing that never has deep love in it. So it appears that faith and love come from God. And Paul amazingly says about his own experience in 1 Timothy 1, I was a blasphemer, persecutor, insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of the Lord overflowed for me with faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. So grace is the great source, overflowing with faith and overflowing with with love. Grace yielding faith, grace through faith yielding love. Now why do these always occur like this together, or so often occur together, faith and love? And is not the reason because neither can exist authentically without the other in the Christian sense. Here's 1 John 3.14. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. In other words, you know you don't have faith if you don't love because you're still dead. We know that we have passed out of death into life. That's what Faith is the evidence of you're born of God. You have new life. He made you alive, according to Ephesians 2.5. Raise you from the dead, and that's how you know you're alive. And he says, but if you're alive, you love. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love. You can't have love without life or life without its evidence in love. James says it like this, as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so faith apart from works is dead. If there are no works of love, faith is not saving faith. It's dead. It's dead faith. Now, last question, how do they relate to each other? They are indispensable to each other, but how? Galatians 5, 6. In Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything but only faith working through love. So faith works. Faith produces love. 1 Timothy 1.5, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart, good conscience, and sincere faith. Love issues from faith. Faith is the great love producer. Hebrews 11.8, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called. And I'm using this because 
love is part of what obedience is in the Christian life. So by faith, we love. By faith, we love. Or Galatians 3, 5. Does he who supplies the Spirit to you? Now remember, the fruit of the Spirit is love. So where does love come from? It's a work of the Spirit. Now he says, that was Galatians 5.22, and now he says in 3.5, does he who supplies that Spirit to you and works miracles among you, and I'm including in these works here of the Spirit, love. I know it can be bigger than that, but it's not smaller than that. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Love is a great work of God in the heart. How does it happen? Does he who supplies this Spirit, and by that supply does these works of miracles do so by works of the law? No. Or by hearing with faith? Yes. So when you hear a promise of God, and you believe it, a work happens in you by the Spirit, and that work includes love. So my answer, why they go together, is that faith always is of such a nature. Saving faith is of such a nature that it frees from selfishness. It frees from greed and covetousness and frees a person for love. You can't have authentic Christian love without faith, and you can't have authentic Christian faith without love. So, what is Paul doing when he writes these words? I have heard of your faith, I have heard of your love, and I'm full of thankfulness to God. I'm thanking him that God has put faith in your hearts, according to Ephesians 2, 8. And oh, how thankful I am that I am seeing and hearing that there is love being produced by this faith, validating and confirming your faith. And so he begins the letter by celebrating faith and love, and then at the end, he sends them on their way. Peace be to the brothers, and oh, may love always go with your faith confirming that your faith is real.